Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connection to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome indeed. This is Dick Crawford, and that fine introduction was from today's guest, Garland Thurman from Denver, (laughs) Colorado. Garland and I have trained in the same network for many years, and we truly enjoy our work as realtors in the American West. Garland, thank you so much for that. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks, Dick. And yourself? Uh, very well, thank you. Very well. It's uh, happy, happy uh, that we're in fall finally. Uh, so it's a, it's a good thing. It's all good. Yes. Yes. Well, let's, let's just jump right in. Uh, Garland, tell me about yourself and how you run your business in Denver. Sure. Well, a little bit of my background. They say, you know, you can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. I grew up in Missouri which would be Missouri for you non-believers. But uh, went to school at uh, Mizzou, worked for a major oil company for a few years after college, and one of my assignments was with them was uh, helping divest properties in the kind of the Rocky Mountain region. And it went extremely well. They wanted me to move again, and which would have been my fifth, move in a in the last four years that I was with them so I decided to stay in Denver and went into residential real estate at that time um, so yeah it, it's amazing how, how those uh, those different transitions work isn't it really amazing yeah yeah what? so I had no intentions of leaving them whatsoever um, but I had enjoyed the real estate portion I was doing for them had gotten my license uh, and then when they asked me to move to a different area, I thought about it for a long, long time and decided just to stay in Denver and, like I said, started my residential real estate career at that time. Oh, that's excellent. You, uh, you and I have, uh, have had some good laughs over the business, and we've been, <laughs> we've been uh, trained for quite a while in this common network of ours. And yes. Your your style is definitely one of of relational versus transactional. I I know that. Um, tell me about how you run your business in, in in that regard. Well, those are true words. They're not hollow words without true meaning. I really do uh, every day. I think about my business in a relational sense. In fact, just before uh, we started our call today, I was getting ready for our annual client appreciation party, which is held uh, the Tuesday of the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, Last year, we had 69 families. Now, that's not people. 69 families came to our home between 3 in the afternoon up until 7. It's a spectacular event. We do it to thank my clients for their business and just for their long-time relationship and, very importantly, for their trust. It's a spectacular event, nothing that I do, but because of what my wife, Patty, does, Dick, who you know, uh, the food is just spectacular uh, that she prepares. You'd be very, very hard-pressed to go to a catered event and find more phenomenal uh, array of choices and foods and hors d'oeuvres, appetizers, so forth. 
that's that just sounds so good. Makes me want to buy a property in Denver just to be on the invitation <laughs> list. <laughs> right, right, and, right. And, and that is a that's a common thing that a lot of us do in in uh, in the network. We've kind of grown up with that whole idea, so that's good. That just keeps your relationships going, um, and and that's in pursuit of of, of referrals. You work your business by referral. Mm-hmm. That's correct. But again, we really, I mean, we truly, truly try at that that particular event, and we have another one in the spring we do, which is an ice cream social. But we really hope that we convey our appreciation and gratitude for for the clients. That's a good time of year to express that gratitude, too. Thanks it is. Yep, is, perfect. Uh, on everybody's mind. Mm-hmm. Well, so your, your city, Denver, is, is known as the Mile High City, and I think that's about 5,000 feet, is, if, that, if I'm not mistaken. What's the environment and the climate like up there? Well, in fact... Um, it is called the 5280 City, and there is a major magazine publication here called 5280. Many businesses try to pick up on that as well with their names, uh, 5280 Furnace and Air Conditioning Company or whatever it may be. But um, Denver is a it, it's a ter- terrific uh, climate here. There's many places across the country, great places to live and have their own special things about the areas. Denver, uh, the, the climate here is, is wonderful. It's, uh, we play golf year-round, and uh, the only time you wouldn't play golf, let's say if it's in January and if there's white snow out on the ground, the, the golf balls are a little difficult to see in the white snow, so you wouldn't play that day. <clears throat> but if you've got a tee time Saturday morning, and and let's say Friday morning you woke up to four inches of snow, right? Yeah. You better still plan on your tea time on Saturday morning because that snow will be gone and you'll be playing golf. Friday you may have been in a flannel shirt. Saturday morning you may be in a in a, uh, a short sleeve polo shirt playing. Wow. So it's how nice that. Oh yeah, it, it's uh, the winters don't bite through your jeans like they did where I grew up in Missouri, where it was very, very humid. And oh, uh, huh. here, uh, here uh, 30 degrees in Missouri would be equivalent to how it feels, equivalent to 15 degrees here in Denver. Wow, that's, that's actually very encouraging. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was not aware of that. Yep, very that's for sure. Yep. And, and you definitely get all four seasons there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, that's one of the nice things. All four seasons. And uh, what's the what's the general vibe up there? I I know that uh, over the last ten years, there's been an awful lot of influx of people from around the country. Uh, what what's the general vibe in terms of you know young folks or vacation hub or anything like that? Well, especially in twenty twenty seven. 2017 and 2018, we were having strong growth growth of about 2.5% per year in the Denver area, and that's very strong growth at 2.5%. Um, and, and the growth is still continuing. We have definitely, uh, you know, a large, larger number of people coming in as we have going out. 
we do kind of track those figures, you know, to see what the net is, but that's definitely a, a net for the inbound. So, um, but the, the number one reason people come here, we've got a very healthy, uh, vigorous economy in Denver. And over the last year or two, you could look around and drive toward downtown Denver or out in the Denver Tech Center where I am and count maybe 12 cranes in the air. Really? And when you have 12 cranes in the air building, you know, high-rise office buildings, you know that economy is doing well. And that's kind of where we've been. But the number one reason people come here is is, is for jobs, uh, strong growth and employment. A lot of that is in technology. And as I think, did you mention retirement? Um, pretty strong growth there, too. In fact, I've got the exact number here in front of me. It's 17.85% of our movement here uh, has been from people coming here just to retire. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. No, that's very good. That's a good, uh, sounds like a pretty good mix. Do you have a is the other uh, other eighty two percent or so is that you know good mix of young well, families and yeah. professionals and all that? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the jobs are number one. They're forty three percent of our incoming uh, people coming into Den- the Denver area. Uh, number two is just to be with family for whatever reason that might be. That's twenty eight percent. Then the next one would be lifestyle that's 18% tied with retirement at 17.85, so rounding that up to 18%. And then the last category that we do track is 4.3% just coming here for health reasons. Well, very good. That's a great mix. And Lord knows you you have the mountains and uh, the rivers and and such up there. That's a huge draw for, uh, (laughs) for, for a lot of people. Well, yes, and a lot of times when people are first meeting with me here, I tell them about the small, play, or not the small, but the playground we have to the west, which <laughs> yeah. is the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what time of year, there is so much to do up in the mountains, be it, you know, everyone thinks of the winter time and skiing, but there is so much more to do even in, let's say, in the summer, spring, summer, and fall seasons in the mountains, hiking, fly fishing, camping, um, just a tremendous amount to do in that playground to the west called the Rocky Mountains. Called the Rocky Mountains. And, and of course, uh, in the winter, you can just adore them from a distance and still play golf, like you were saying. Right. That's good. um, You you talk about all the hiking and fishing and such uh, up in the mountains. How about in town? What What are some of the popular activities during the year? Well, we have, you know, um, we have someone here that you you may have heard of, uh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I, I ring the bell. It it becomes a requirement if you move to Denver. I don't care if you're coming from Chicago. You may love the Bears, uh, New England. You may love the Patriots or the Chiefs, but we're going to pretty much. It's a requirement if you come here. You need to be a, become a Denver Bronco fan. <laughs> I, I would not, now that, that doesn't. Is that in the purchase contract? Oh, it's generally in the covenants of each neighborhood, <laughs> you know. And now, 
that doesn't mean you still can't love your Bears or your Chiefs. But, uh, no, people love the Denver Broncos. And, of course, we've got the uh, Colorado Avalanche for hockey, um, the uh, uh, Colorado Rockies for baseball. So yeah. lots there going on in, in regard to sports. But it's a, it's a great city for the arts and the cultural arts. We have a couple, three fabulous art museums. Um, so um, there's, and then the symphony, Colorado Symphony. There's something for everyone, I would say. We're, you know, we're a, a, a metropolitan area. We're not, we're large enough to offer all these things, but we're not so large that it's uh, not like moving to one of the big cities in in your state of California. Right. A little easier to to get around here, and you may go to uh, dinner one evening in the downtown area with your wife or family and run into someone else you know. That's wonderful. You know, I've been. Uh... I've been talking about that for many, many years. One and and pardon me, I'm not going to include Denver as a small town, but my my mantra has always been, you know, where is small town America, um, mm-hmm. or in this case, where is you know good sized metro America? And I think there's a kind of a res, um, uh, resurgence, if you will. People are interested in a, a little bit uh, smaller smaller environment, a little bit uh, slightly slower. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, more space, more things to do with less people around them. And mm-hmm. Denver is certainly a big city, but the way you just described it, that's exactly what people are looking for, the the, the big city things available in not quite mm-hmm. as big a city that they're from. And believe me, Dick, I can relate to that because my hometown was 500 people. So, um, But here in the Denver metro area, um, if we use kind of the center of the metro area as being downtown Denver, uh, from downtown, you can go about, oh, 30, 30 minutes out and get into more, we can almost start to cross over the suburban areas and getting into urban areas where there's, it's more like horse properties that yeah. may be on an acre to, to two and a half acres to five acres, especially some towns like uh, Castle Rock, which is, as uh, 15 minutes south of my office, and I, and I am in Denver, right on the southern Denver line, um, which abuts to the south of us is Greenwood Village. Um, well, yeah, it would be Greenwood Village uh, for sure there. And then, um, but those other areas, Castle Rock, Parker, um, we used to always think of Parker as being, you know, just if someone said they want to live in Parker, it was, it was likely they were horse people. That's changed now. There's a lot of suburban in Parker. But still, just a little ways out, you get on those acreage properties. So it's a nice uh, a nice mix, um, um, if you will, very close by. Uh, people coming from a really large metropolitan area, mm-hmm. you've got you to drive an hour before you can you know, go go a full fifty five miles an hour. Uh, so mm-hmm. that that's really that's really nice that it's that uh, that close by, and yet you have sure. the, the big city right available to you. So you talked about the population growth, um, and you talked about why people are coming, the active retirement, and and being close to family and such. Uh, what about affordability and such? Are they coming for that? 
Well, one of the big differences might be let's let's just use your state as a as as an example. And um, as you know, um, the, the big difference would be the housing costs. Um, I since I think are you in Anaheim, Dick? Is that where you are? Yes. Yeah. So um, I had our relocation department director pull some numbers for me. And um, l- looks like the average home price there in Anaheim is is about 38% higher than the average price of a home here in the Denver area. That's, and that's huge. That's so huge. Um, now I have to say the uh, in terms of just groceries and clothing and shopping and that retail, um, Actually, Anaheim is probably a little better than Denver, but that is completely offset by, uh, you know, the housing costs. Very interesting. Okay, so all kinds of different reasons that people are are moving in uh, to Mm -hmm. to the Denver area. Yeah. What's the um, cost of a gap? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna gonna say that that mix of retirees and professionals and families and all that. Um, that's that just makes a makes for a vibrant town, um, and that's that's just very good to see, especially for the long term. Well, talking about the vibrancy, uh, we're really an, an out outdoorsy uh, city. Years ago, I used to do a lot of relocation where I would go to let's say Canada. I helped. The Great West Life Assurance Company bring 120 families, 120 families into Denver years ago, uh, so that they could open up Denver as their United States um, headquarters. Yes. And uh, at that time, especially, we kind of bone up on all of our facts <laughs> about Denver and all you know, good informational items that people might be interested in, and. That time has probably remained that way still to today, although I haven't seen hard numbers on it for a few years. But at one point, Denver had more park space per capita of any major metropolitan city in the in the United States. And, and again, this is very true. I, again, I'm not 100% sure about today, but a few years back, we had more sporting goods stores, square footage per capita. <laughs> than any city okay. in the United States. So we are really, there. we love the outdoors, be it hiking, walking, jogging, running, uh, skiing, fishing, those type of things. Awesome, awesome. And you've certainly got the uh, the chops in that regard. You've got all kinds of different choices to, to that you can make for doing all that. So, all right, very cool. Well, how, how is that? Uh, how's that growth working out? How is everyone responding to it? Uh, you know, like the, um, you know, the new restaurants, uh, any infrastructure stuff going on? You talked about the cranes in the air, but what about mm-hmm. government and the citizens? How are they responding? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't hear much discussion on it. Now, you know, being in our business, we do drive quite a bit, helping people either look at properties or you know, all over. Um, I, I work primarily in the southeast quadrant of Denver Metro, so, but I start downtown. And um, 
So we drive quite a bit, either uh, for someone who's listing a home or working with a buyer. And so I've, you notice the difference in traffic a bit. Uh, that's for sure. And um, but other than that, I don't I don't really notice much impact. Uh, other than just there's new retail areas just going up all the time and being built, which is nice because you got the latest and greatest. Whether it is you want to go get an iPhone or or a new uh, uh, necklace for your wife, there's going to be something probably pretty nearby that you can get to quickly and easily. That's good. That's good. And, and are regional services keeping up, like you know hospitals and and I know you've got a spectacular airport. Is it Stapleton? Mm. Uh, well, that's the old um, airport. Uh, there's a neighborhood built there now, and it's been renamed did, to did Central date, Park. Did I just date myself? You did, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, that's great. Actually, I was impressed that you remembered that. But, you know, gosh, I'm not sure how many years it's been now. We have DIA, Denver International Airport. And as you know, it's it, it looks like you're flying into the mountains when you come into that airport because of the uh, – uh, the roof line of it, I'm not sure what that fabric is made of, but it's uh, it looks like the mountains. The airport literally looks like this, snow-covered mountains. It's it's beautiful. No, that, and beautiful that, inside, too. That's actually the airport I was thinking of, but for some reason I thought it was uh, still called Stapleton. So uh, That's so what I, it used to be, yeah. I, I kind of dated myself, but maybe not quite yeah. as bad. <laughs> and so, that, yeah. Yeah. It did did uh is is public transportation and and you know hospitals and things like that are are they they keeping up as far as, as services go? Yeah, we have um over the last gosh 10 15 years we've been um very as a city um, actively in, in uh, accommodating uh a growth and and um Transportation, especially, we have light rail systems now from either going from south to north or from downtown to the west or from downtown out to uh, to DIA, Denver International Airport. Uh, the light rail is, uh, my wife and I use it sometimes. We'll go down to a football game or something downtown or maybe a concert downtown, and we may take the light rail uh, from where we our home is. Uh, just so we don't have to, you know, drive in the traffic. Because there will be a – let's say there's a couple of days where a couple of sports might overlap. Um, and yeah. if you've got two sporting events going on, it's, it's a lot of cars. So so easy to just jump on the light rail. Excellent. And and what does uh, – what's a gallon of gas cost? Uh, you're, save, you're saving that by taking the light rail. Uh, well, let's see. As I remember, it's probably right now around two dollars and eighteen cents a gallon. I'd say. Okay. Two dollars yep. and nineteen cents. That would be for uh, regular unleaded. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The national. What are you in? National average is about two twenty, and we're oh. about three twenty here in Southern California wow. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. A dollar a gallon. Sure. And uh, what's your local sales tax? Do, do people get uh, kind of hurt on that, or what, what, what is it up there? Well, I'd be curious as to maybe what yours is, but we've got uh, you've got your your you know your city, uh, and then you'd have state, 
And so ours totals up to 8.31%. Okay. We, yeah. uh, Orange, Orange County and San Diego, I think, are at 775 or, or pretty darn close to that. It might mm-hmm. change from one city to the next, but mm-hmm. basically seven and three quarters. And L.A., I think, is uh, at nine and a half. Ooh. So, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. So your numbers, your numbers right in there, and a little bit better than LA. Right. Um, so of that eight point three one, in fact, one uh, percent of it is for our transportation, the light rail and RTD buses and that type thing. Okay, that's good. And then we've got a tenth of a percent for the cultural facilities districts. That'd be like for the arts and uh, museums and orchestra and so forth. But uh, city, state. And those other things I just mentioned, they add up to 8.31%. Okay. Total. All right. Well, that's something that people can at least be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, now, from, from L.A. to San Diego, we have an average home price anywhere from 700000 to over a million um, in, in various cities, and well over a million in some cases. What, what's your local median or average uh, home price in the Denver area or in your market there in the southeast Denver area? I thought you might ask that, so I, <laughs> I had pulled it up here before the call. Uh, so, uh, because that's everyone asks. But, uh, and, and really, when someone says they're moving to Denver, they may not be in the city limits of Denver. They might be down in Highlands Ranch, Centennial, Littleton, yeah. Aurora. Um, Castle Rock, Parker, but so I think it's better to look at the metro area. So this is the seven-county metro area of Denver. Uh, the average price year-to-date through September is um, uh, $507,056. 507. So, yeah, 507. Now, if you want to compare that to Denver the city itself, you're going to be higher. And, and Denver itself is $549,736, so about five fifty. Okay, so about 10 Which is quite more. a bit difference. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is a good difference. And and yeah. for the outlying areas, then that 500 and, 500 and something, um, what does that home look like? What's the home size, the lot size, things like that? Well... It, it the only difficulty I have in answering that is because it just does change so much by oh, location okay. and neighborhood and the city and so forth. But yeah. but I would say you know a, a five hundred thousand dollar home uh, as you get out into the suburbs um, you could be uh, probably around. 1,800 square feet with three bedrooms at least and three baths, maybe maybe four bedrooms. Uh, almost always we'll have a two-car garage. And But plus here we have basements. So when I quoted that square footage of 1,800, that would be above ground. There you and go. And then you'd have half of that, 900, in the basement. Yeah. So many, many people finish their basements into additional living space, and that's very inexpensive because all the expensive items, the concrete foundation, uh, is already in place. So, um, gosh, trying to remember, I think I want to say about forty dollars per square foot to finish the basement. <laughs> wow! So that's a, that's thousand that's square cool. feet, you got you got forty thousand dollars, 
and that thousand square feet, you may have a rec room and a bedroom and a bathroom. Sure, absolutely. Uh, okay, so that's that's very good. So those all those stats compare very very favorably to Southern California, no question about it. How about the um, property tax rate? Um, that is greatly different than than California, greatly. And typically what we will do here, though, uh, the taxes, just, I'm going to just say this right off the top of my head from experience, okay? But I'd say you're oftentimes looking at 0.75% for a resale home. And then if you're going out buying a brand new construction, then that tax base is going to be based on that newer uh, base price of when that home is sold out the door. And there I usually use an estimate of 1%. But even then, after the home's been there for a year, you're looking, they probably come back in around 0.75%. But to be careful when I'm work, but to be careful when I'm working with a buyer, I just tell them to estimate 1% because I'd rather be too high than too low on what I'm trying to help them with in the beginning. No, absolutely. And and does that uh, does the oppressed oppressed? That's a great word when you're talking about property taxes. Does the assessed value um, change over time uh, very much, or is it? It does. It well, it does. But with the way the, the the taxes are made up of the assessed value of the property, and then the mill levy for the budget for the counties to run their you know uh, uh, sure police enforcement, fire protection, et cetera. Denver is very different than California. My son lives in, and daughter-in-law live in California. My sister lives down in uh, uh, Huntington Beach area. But here in Denver, our, once your tax, taxes are established on from when that home is built, they don't change much every year in terms of dollar amount. Now, the assessed value may go way up, but then what the county does is they lower their mill levy budget really because if properties have gone way up in value they don't need to keep that mill levy the same or raise it up and so here your taxes will not change that much each year i often say just almost by pennies which is a fair way to have it because you may have a couple who have been retired for 10 years living in their home and um, um you know they're on a fixed income and but the taxes are not going to change that much uh each year no that's very good that's something that people would be very interested in uh that's that's very unique actually love that Mm -hmm. and and what about uh you 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 mentioned new construction is there plenty of new construction is it meeting demand there's 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 lots of new construction and i have to say though they're struggling to stay up with the demand and even your uh, your your cities for issuing building permits, they're struggling to stay up with demand. So, in the old days, in the old days, what is that? I don't know. Fifteen years ago and prior, any new construction, if it was a production type home, not a complete custom, it was about six months from punching the hole in the ground, the dirt, you know, for a foundation for a foundation. Yeah, uh, about six months uh, for completion. 
Now, many of those builders are typically uh, nine months, okay? Some of them are even uh, 12 months. So nine to 12 months for start to finish. Um, yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's just uh, kind of a uh, result of supply and demand and the supply of supplies. Uh, if lumber's not as available and things like that, maybe labor's right. not as available. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's well, kind of one, that, one of the outgrowths of that. Right, and so in fact, there was a thought that was escaping me for a moment, but it came back to me here. Again, in the old days, we used to go out to the new home builders' sites where they would usually have model homes of anywhere from three to five models of the homes they were building. And so you go into the sales office because you're client is interested in buying in that neighborhood, they really like it, and they like the style of the homes. And we would often have three to six easily what we call spec homes to choose from that's, that were going to be uh, completed in 30, 30 days or maybe already completed. But now, because of that demand, uh, there's no standing spec inventory. When I say spec, the builder would just build it on speculation that a buyer would come along. Sure. So now they, they just can't step with the demand. So there is no standing inventory. It's pretty much everything uh, start with punching the hole in the dirt. Man, that's, that's, a, that's, huh, that's interesting. That can be a little bit frustrating uh, for a buyer maybe, but that's, that's the way mm-hmm. it is. How can you help an out-of-state buyer with new construction? Uh, what, what's your relationship with the builders, and how, how does that work in Colorado? Well, I'm, all the builders um, are very, very uh, cooperative in working with the realtor community. In fact, I mean, they, they really want our business, and uh, I think it helps them. They come in, the buyers are usually uh, have their finances in order. They're perhaps pre-qualified. Uh, the realtor is, is helping coordinate. Maybe if they're moving from Anaheim here, we know what's happening with their home sale out there. Uh, the builders, at least here in the Denver area, they love uh, the realtor community and, and do want to work with us. So you can walk in, you know, by yourself, or you can walk in with a realtor, and the price is the same. There's a price list they have. You can pick it up. So come in with a realtor without like I said, the price is on the list. And the, and the demand, now, again, in the old days, some of those builders were fairly flexible on that price. But today, the builder can't even stay up with the demand. So pretty much the price that's on that sheet is what it's going to be. Okay. All right. That's, uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Again, supply and demand. It's all exactly. I just started to say that. It's all supply yeah. and demand. Yeah. Now, can a can a buyer, you know, coming from out of town and they've already sold their house here, can they find a rental up there for for less than twelve months, or is it a, is it a twelve month minimum lease? That's a great question. Um, there there's certainly a number of, of of areas here. I know in the southeast quadrant, a lot of times I'll go to our relocation department because they track this more than I do, but. There are places where you can go in on short-term rentals. They're a little more expensive, obviously, on a monthly basis. Um, but but there are places that, that you can rent on a three-month, six-month basis. 
Okay, that's very good to know because that can be frustrating for a buyer if they only Extremely. need it for, for three months or so and they can't get one. Do you have any, any particular advice for out-of-state buyers coming your way? Well, again, depending on some people coming in from out-of-state, they want, it's, you know, maybe one spouse is being transferred, the other one isn't. And so they like the excitement of new construction. And uh, if that's the case, you need to plan your timing on when you want to be living here and starting your job. You, you need to be coming in several months in advance if, you, if you're really leaning toward new construction. Um, if, if you're maybe leaning towards the resale or inclined to consider both, the resale market is difficult to get sellers to go longer than a 60-day closing from date of contract. Sellers don't typically want to go out further than 60 days to close. Uh, and most of our closings are within 30 to 45 days of after going under contract. So if you're at resale, I'd say you need to come anywhere between 65 and, I mean, excuse me, between 60 and 75 days in advance of when you want to be in your home here in Denver. Okay, very uh, good to know. Again, I, I hope, hope that, again, makes sense. No, absolutely. We have a very similar, um, a similar cycle here. Uh, typically, mm -hmm. it's 30 days. We're even getting less than 30 days now. We're just uh, because we have the technology to get it done quicker. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't like to go here. Don't like to go uh, too much more than 45 or 60 days. Well, mm -hmm. um, lastly, I, I, have, I always ask uh, at least one question to wrap it up. And and you've kind of touched on this, but as realtors, we wear a lot of different hats. As, as you well know, being in the business for, uh, for quite some time, what is your favorite hat to wear uh, when you're doing your real estate work? Okay. Well, let's see. That's one I need to think about just for a moment. But And, and, and you can't say I, your Denver Bronco hat. That's not uh, – <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, you know – I, we were talking about our uh, Thanksgiving pie party that we mentioned earlier, and because I'm right in the midst of getting that all put together right now, and uh, so I, I have to say that my favorite hat is the one of trusted advisor. So, like at that party, uh, if you were a stranger and came in and talked to some of the clients, I think that I'm pretty sure they'd say some pretty nice things about my business and, and our group and, and how we've treated them and how they trust us. So uh, I had uh, here a few years ago, uh, one of my painters called and said, Garland, hey, uh, Tom, um, and I'll not mention his last name, but anyway, uh, called and said he needed uh, two, three rooms in his home painted and they wanted to scrape the acoustic popcorn texture off the ceiling and make it more of a modern look. And um, so the painter said, Garland, I said, well, I, I've got Thursday afternoon open. If, if you want, I'll come over then and um, give you an estimate what it's going to cost. And the painter was just aghast. He says, Garland, Tom said, if you've been referred to me by Garland, I don't need an estimate. You just come and start the work. 
So that's powerful. That's powerful. That's a great story. Yes, it is. People can can trust, uh, well, obviously, they can trust your work, but they can trust the network that you've put together with your contractors right. and such, and that's, that's yeah. huge. That's it just, it, well, I mean, it's a, just a lot more enjoyable going to work each day, Dick, and, and, and hopefully having a good night's sleep, you know? Yes. When you treated people right. Well, very well said. Um, and, and that's a, that's a very good place to, to leave it. Um, I just, I tell you, I just love learning more and more about our fellow uh, agents in this network that we have and all the areas they represent. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate your time, and I hope you enjoyed being on the show today. Well, I did, and it's an honor that, for you to ask me. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Well, it's it's uh, kind of a natural outgrowth to our friendship and and all the good things I've heard about you from other agents around the the West. So uh, it was a natural pick, and I, I'm well, sure we'll be Thank talking you. again very soon. Uh, we're going to be down in Arizona, I think, in the spring for a big event, and I I hope we can take the time to enjoy a meal uh, with Patty too. Certainly, yes. But in the meantime, uh, certainly, from me to you, best wishes uh, for an excellent rest of your year. I, um, and and good, good luck on your annual client appreciation party uh, coming up around Thanksgiving. You bet. Thank you. All right, sir. Take care of yourself. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Garland Thurman from Denver, Colorado. And as you can tell, he is an experienced professional. And he's ready to help you land on both feet in the greater Denver area, primarily the southeast quadrant, but he knows a lot about Denver. If you want me to introduce you, I can certainly uh, do that. Just feel free to contact me, and I'll be happy to hook you guys up. To learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County, and I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas that I don't serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be good, be well, be safe. Take care. Bye-bye.